So today is the first Sunday after Christmas. Actually, it is the first Sunday in the season of Christmas since we are in the midst of these 12 days of the Christmas season, beginning with the birth of the Christ child and ending with the epiphany of the Christ. And even though we are only on day three of the Christmas season, I would be willing to bet that there are those of us who have already started taking down our decorations, getting the house put back in order. Maybe even you went to exchange some gifts that really weren't what you wanted. For over a month, our streets and our homes have been a winter wonderland of colored and twinkling lights. But the holiday jingles have now ended, probably in most places except here at church. When I was rector in Talladega at St. Peter's Church had an Episcopal day school with a middle school program, and I taught Latin to the 6th, 7th, and 8th graders at our middle school. I still remember some of my Latin, or at least enough of it to keep me intrigued by certain Latin words, like the Latin for, O come, all ye faithful, or adeste fidelis. Now the O come of adeste is a different O come than what we think of in O come, let us adore him, which is venite adoremus. Venite is a call to come as well. Venite is a call to make a pilgrimage, to travel to a place of worship, like we hear in Psalm 95 or the venite or the venite of our morning prayer service. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. But adeste fidelis simply means to be present. Venite means to travel. Adeste fidelis of O come all ye faithful means to make yourself present in the Lord. The faithful are called to be present with the Lord. As if we are already here, now we need to focus on why we are here. O come all ye faithful. Make yourself present to the Lord. And I think this is a clever distinction for us on this first Sunday after Christmas because we have already come to worship. Many travel to be here on Christmas Eve. But on this Sunday after Christmas, we simply need to focus on the reason we are here. Venite adoremus has passed. And we have made our pilgrimage to Christmas, to worship. And now is the time for Adeste Fidelis. O come, all ye faithful. We are reminded that we are simply to be in God's presence because He has come to us. Our lessons for today make this even more poignant with the story of the prophet Simeon and the prophetess Anna. They've been present and waiting in the temple, presumably for a very long time, for the Messiah to appear to them. And when Mary and Joseph bring the 40-day-old Jesus to the temple for his presentation, the Spirit reveals to Simeon and to Anna that the Messiah has come. And they see the fulfillment of God's long-awaited promise in the baby Jesus. In the drama of this Christmas story, 
there are many actors that we expect to see in the nativity scene mary and joseph of course the angels the shepherds even the kings but today we see this cameo appearance of simeon and anna who appear only once every three years in our lectionary readings for this sunday after christmas simeon taking the baby jesus in his arms pronounces a prophetic hymn that we know as the Song of Simeon or the Nunc Dimittis. The theme of this poem is that salvation has now come and that this salvation is for all people. Not only will there be glory for Israel, but there will also be a light of revelation to the Gentiles. Anna is the other bit player in this temple scene of our nativity story her great age is emphasized and like Simeon she is continually in the temple fasting and praying and because of her persistence she was present at that very moment when Jesus came to be dedicated and she also give, gives thanks to God and indicates that the hope of redemption is fulfilled in this child and that's all we know about Simeon and Anna how long they lived after that day we don't know they're never mentioned again in scripture but this brief cameo appearance gives us an appreciation for their amazing persistence and faith their extra effort in hanging on until they realize the fulfillment of their vision and their hope and God's promises to them. It is a good lesson and it is an encouragement for us as we come to the end of this year, a year that we'll always remember and as we look to the new year ahead. They say that hindsight is 2020, but I'm glad that 2020 is almost in hindsight. And looking back at this past year, it's a year that we'll always remember. But there are many things that we have to be thankful for in this year. There are many ways that I have seen God's hand at work in my own life and lessons that I have learned. I see God's hand at work here in the life of Holy Trinity and also in the world around us. God's promises continue to be realized even in the midst of pandemic and politics and even in the midst of the anxiety that many of us may be feeling because of this upside-down, topsy-turvy world that we live in. We could go on and on about the stresses of this past year, but I would challenge you this morning to make a list of the realized promises of God from this past year and offer them as your prayer of thanksgiving for the year 2020. Make a list of the many things that you have to be thankful for, the many ways God has fulfilled his promises to you, and offer them as a prayer before the end of this year. What made Simeon and old Anna able to see what God was doing? It was in a young child, a young babe, that came to be presented in the temple that day. And that same child comes to us 
to be with us, to live in our hearts. And as we look back on this, as we look forward to this new year, think about what hopes and dreams we still cling hold to and what we wait and watch for as well. Can we pray for the endurance and the patience to hang on until our hopes and dreams come to fulfillment? Simeon and Anna were in the temple, praying and fasting, watching and waiting for the Messiah to come. The Messiah has come to us. Adeste Fidelis, O come, all ye faithful. Let us find our peace and our redemption in his presence. Amen.